morning, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad. Uh, you can catch us here on the Jewish Reaction every Tuesday morning right here on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com, immediately following Nachum on JM in the AM. Once again this morning, we have an exciting show for you, talking about a topic that seems to always be discussed within the Jewish community, the topic of the singles uh, and the singles situation and dating and marriage. Uh, so we're going to be speaking with uh, Rebitson Judy Steinig of the OU, OU's uh, Community Engagement Department, the Associate Director of Community Engagement. Uh, before we get into that, we'll play two music selections that uh, Rebitson Steinig has selected, and then we'll jump right into the show. his chest he spoke out loud and clear to all the rest he said no matter if you're very young or even if you're old live by the words you'll find inside this scroll three days a week They read from me out loud It filled my soul with joy It made me proud They followed each and every verse With fire in their eyes The words that told them how To live their lives I watched the generations come and go I saw the old men die, the children grow But never in a century did I miss my turn once 
or the fathers, they had left me with their sons. But the hatred from the West came to Kiev, and they rounded up the Jews who had not fled. But Moshe Levishamis, he was brave and he was bold. He hid me in his cellar, dark and cold. And for years and years I waited all alone for the people of my town to take me home. And they'd sing and dance and hold me high when they carried me away to my little wooden shoe where I would stay. But it was someone else who found my hiding place, and to America he sent me in a crate. And the men who took me off the boat, they said I was a prize, but they were Jews I did not recognize. And in a case of glass, they put me on display, where visitors would look at me and say, "How very nice! How beautiful! A stunning work of art!" But they knew not what was inside my heart. And across the room, I saw upon the shelf some old friends of mine who lived back in Kiev. A silver pair of candlesticks, a menorah made of brass. We'd all become miracles of the past. So if you hear my voice, why don't you come along and take me to the place where I belong, and maybe even sing and dance when you carry me away to some little wooden shul where I could stay. As the rabbi holds me close against his chest, he'll speak out loud and clear to all the rest. He'll say, "No matter if you're very young or even if you're old, live by the words you'll find inside this scroll." Live by the words you'll find inside my soul.
Let me tell you about the world we're in. Come listen, my dear children. Or you can ask the question, it ain't no sin. Just how did the world begin? Who made the darkness and the light? A million stars to shine at night. Got them all to work just right. It had to be Hashem. Had to be Hashem. Made the oceans and the fish. Candy bars and licorice. And all he did was make a wish. It had to be Hashem. Gotta do is take the time to think it through. Cause even though he's out of you, he's there alright, and he's watching you. He taught the birds to sing their song, made the giraffe's neck real long. He even taught us right from wrong. Had to be Hashem, had to be Hashem. Made the trees and flowers grow. Rabbit fast and the turtle slow. All the colors of the rainbow had to be Hashem. Now that it's plain and clear to see, I'd like you all to join with me and get the whole world to agree how everything came to be. Made the planets and the skies, the valleys low and the mountains high. Had to be Hashem, had to be Hashem. Who made the sun, who made the moon, lightning flash and thunder boom. He even helped me write this tune. Had to be Hashem. Who else could we ever find to create souls for all mankind? Furnish them with thinking minds. Oh, it had to be Hashem. Oh, it had to be Hashem. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler, and I'm once again excited to introduce my guest, Robinson Judy Steinig, the Associate Director of the OU's uh, Community Engagement Department, as well as the Robinson at the Young Israel of Bayside. Uh, Rebison Sinek, welcome back to the Jewish Reaction. It's wonderful to be here as always. Thank you all, so much for having me. Always great to have you. I want to thank you again for bringing all of the different types of programming that come through. Uh, the Office of uh, Community Engagement here at the OU. When you talk a little bit about the office in general, what types of programming and who you're reaching out to and what the goal um, of the department is. 
So we're uh, my my end of the department. We're the community services uh, end of the uh, community engagement department, and we look to run programs all across the country that. Uh, connect up with uh, our whole OU constituency. We're in the middle right now of a four-week program uh, for active retirees at the Young Israel of Woodmere, the SPIRIT program, uh, and that's to uh, keep our, our active retirees who have been amazing professionals uh, in their former lifetimes, to keep them involved and stimulated and giving them things to, you know, time to do the things that they haven't had a chance to do. That's, uh, as I said, going on at the Young Israel of Woodmere. Uh, we've done programs for Rebbitsons. Uh, we have parenting programs going on all the time. We have a whole webinar. We have a whole webinar series that you can find at OUcommunity.org. Very nice. Oh, so we started. We were talking about the, the Spirit program mm-hmm. last week, and this past Monday, yesterday, was the first uh, installment. I believe that was where Rabbi, Fun- uh, not Rabbi, Rabbi Herschel Billet spoke, and Harriet Blank, and Harriet Hello. Blank about the interaction and the different dynamics within the family. Absolutely, I assume yes. it's going well so far. Thank God. Thank Good. God. Thank God. If you're interested in finding out more about the Spirit Program, of course you can go to OU Community. Uh, dot org, or you can call or email Rebbitz and Judy Steinig at Steinig J. That's S T E I N I G J at OU dot org, or you can call two one two six one three eight one eight eight. Rebbitz and Steinig, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the next program that we're here to talk about, which is addressing a completely opposite topic from the recent retirees, and we're talking about, of course, the singles within. Uh, the Jewish community. So before we talk about the program, why don't we spend a little time just talking about the, for lack of a, really the lack of a better word, the situation around the singles and the nervousness and the confusion that goes along with, um, not even for the single, more the perception of the singles. Right. Well, people like to call it an emergency, a crisis, all these types of things. I don't know that I would call it any of those things. However, I would say it's always been a challenge. I think if anyone doesn't think that way back 20, 30, 50 years ago, people were always concerned about meeting the right person because when you walk down that aisle, you really only want to do that just once. Right. But um, right now, though, it is a particular challenge because people are concerned of commitment. They've seen too many, many relationships, particularly in the Orthodox Jewish community, ending in divorce, and everyone, quite right, quite rightly so, everyone's concerned and worried. And what before you, you know, choose to uh, be involved with one person for life, you want to make sure that it's the right right one. So you set up certain standards, certain uh, certain criteria for yourself, and sometimes that gets a little confusing as to what are the right things to be looking for. So that's what for. I was going to add. And Based that's on what we're your talking about. experience, you know, someone who, let's say, is 25, 26, 27, 28. They're not old. Oh, God forbid. They're no, just not no, 21. No. But somebody who, let's say, is 27, 28, whatever the age is, do you find from your own experience that people are being too picky, too critical, too exact in what they think in their mind they're looking for? And, oh, well, I haven't found my Bashar yet. I haven't found the right one for me yet. Because they don't match up these 50 things that I'm looking for? Okay, so I wouldn't, I'd caution us not to use the word picky, because that's, that's, okay, that's a red fair. flag word. Fair. Okay. However, I would say, and I think that certainly, before one 
decides to 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 settle with an individual for life, you certainly should have standards and and lists of things that that you're looking for. The question is usually what's on those lists and how many items should be on it. And is there a question of which of those items are black and white and which uh, are uh, flexible? One hundred percent. And also, while you're looking. What are you looking for? Things that you want. I mean, we want lots of things, right? Right. There's a difference all, between want and what, need. Want and need. There are certain things that we want, and certain things that we have to have. So that's kind of the differences. I mean, when I have singles that call, and if I have a young woman who tells me that she wants that she's really only concerned about a young man's midos, his values for life, his qualities. That's a wonderful thing. If she tells me, you know, I'm looking only for somebody, you know, uh, who is going to be honest and uh, considerate and sensitive, that's also wonderful things. Of course, I've never yet had anybody call me up to say I want somebody inconsiderate and dishonest. I haven't <laughs> I'm yet, looking for a guy I haven't who's just ever not heard that. Nice. <laughs> so, but I mean, but those are certainly the right values. But beyond that, it, it's good to go with somebody who has a, a similar background. It's not it's not necessarily an absolute, but they say the best marriages come from people that have similar values and um, uh, compatible values and have similar backgrounds. That's something that's that most mental health providers think that is a positive thing, which does not mean to say that somebody who's recently become religious in the last few years, can't marry somebody who's a from birth and have a wonderful marriage. But we're talking about generals. So but, so let's talk a little bit about that list of needs versus wants. Uh, even the concept of needs versus wants is not something that's black and white. You know, for example, something that I consider a need might be somebody else's want. Like somebody might say, I'm looking for someone who has a, I'm not sure the right word to say this, but maybe a higher salary potential because they're used to or you want to live a certain type of lifestyle. So even the concept of money might be a need for someone, but somebody else, they might like to have that. But if they can find somebody who has the right midos or the right personality or the right whatever it is, that might bump the concept of money, for example, to a want. Right. Now, I would say definitely, depending on how someone's been raised, but basically one has to know oneself first right? and know if if one has been raised in a well, very wealthy standard, probably, you're right, it probably really is a need and hopefully you can find the right. right it's possible to, that once they've met the right person, person they could bump that down or but across But depending on, on how flexible they are for life right. and, and, and how materialistic or anything else. I mean, of course, many times we find out, you know, people are looking for a certain... Uh, you know, uh, are, are talking, you know, physical attraction, which is certainly very important. You have to be physically attracted to the person that you're with to have a positive marriage. But there's all sorts of things that go into physical attraction. And when I have heard from people, no joke, that they need, uh, one person told me he likes the Mediterranean look. He's not Sparty, by the way. Right. But that's a look he likes. Um, and unfortunately, the last I checked, this man is approaching 60 and still looking for the Mediterranean look. So that, to me, that's kind of sad. Somebody wants... But I'm sure that there are cases of, let's say, somebody who's very particular and I'm looking for this type of look. But then when they meet somebody, 
that could also become a want because they'll say, well, she's not Mediterranean, but I, I no longer want that. I want her. Right. And that's that's that would be what we would hope would right. be the case. But when somebody is stuck on certain lines of criteria and they can't get past it, then either they might be very unhappy with the person they end up with or they may end up alone. And we find too many people that end up alone because they can't get past those specifics that they're looking for. It, well, it's on my list. I have to have it. It's on my list. Right. And there are, the things that are important on the list are the metos and values, the specific look, the specific height, the speci- I, don't want, I don't want to go into weight, you know, all these types of things. One Real pe- beauty is on the inside. With God's help, it is. Yes, yes. Right. And the weight that one is when they are 20 or 25 is Does not, not mean that they're going to weigh the same when they're 40. Right, or 45 <laughs> or anything else. Right. So those things, you know, definitely are transient. People can lose weight. People can gain weight. Um, that's not going to, indic- you know, indicate happiness. So I, one more question before we talk about this upcoming singles program that I, I know of. Like, at least amongst my friends, um, I find that I know of a lot more single girls than I do um, of single guys uh, to the point where, you know, we even joke around about it. Like, you know, at the Shabbos table, I live in Riverdale and we're hanging out with friends where, you know, it happens to be that when I had my daughter, my daughter was, is almost three, literally within a month of her birthday on both sides amongst our friends, there were seven girls and one boy. So we're all joking about, you know, oh, the shit crisis is now starting already nice. for 20 years down the line. Is that something that's a reality, that there are more single girls than guys? Or it doesn't happen to be in my scenario. I just don't know as many guys as I do girls. Well, we just turned within the past few weeks here at the OU. There have been several young, several little baby girls born. And I was saying exactly the same right. thing. <laughs> I personally, in my family, I can tell you I have three grandsons. So. Okay, good. My great-grandmother has now, kind of, 10 great-grandchildren, uh, the last three were boys, and okay. the first seven were all girls. So you're doing your so part. So we're starting to even it out. But yeah. <laughs> but we hear all sorts of things. I'm sure there's been all sorts of demographic studies done. I know that I've they have certain programs that talk about getting uh, having the boys start out earlier in their dating, so then it'll match up. They have. I've seen all sorts of studies done. I. I don't necessarily, I haven't looked at the statistics or anything else. I have questions whether, you know, having a boy start out earlier in the dating process is going to fix the situation. It may get people Why mar- would a guy starting, or I mean, the, typically these, women this start is, before you, the men. So they feel that those who have, you know, uh, feel that these, these studies have validity feel that if the boy, the young men. Oh, started earlier, they start, wouldn't be single when they're. That they would have more young ladies married because the age gap will be different. There's all sorts of. Oh, I mean, also, but once I, a guy becomes, let's say, 28, 29, 30, in their mind, they're still looking to marry a 23 year old. Right. And if, I hear that. And if they're married at 23 to, let's say, the 19 and 20 year old, they, it'll even and out more, and more, more mm-hmm. will be getting married. Um, that might be true. I don't think that factors in uh, the challenges that some people have, no matter what age. If there's any special needs, if there's any health issues, if there's anything in the family background that others might not like, it's not factoring in that. And it's also, to me, a tremendous concern because it's we're, we're advocating that young men 
who are 23 and perhaps younger start getting married when they have no marketable skills, when they they might not be mature at a red. So I don't, they might end up getting married, but I question how many of those marriages will be healthy positive one. So that's a whole different, that's for a whole different discussion. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com, uh, sponsored by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler, I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and of course I'm being joined once again by Rebbitz and Judy Steinig, the Rebbitzin at the Young Israel Bayside, and the Associate Director of the, of the OU's Office of Community Engagement. Uh, we're talking about uh, singles and uh, about an upcoming program. Uh, Rebbitzin, one more question before we talk about this program. Uh, and we started to touch upon it, is the concept of age. Uh, you know, let's say for a 23-year-old guy, should he, could he, I'm not sure the right word is, but in terms of, let's say, dating an 18 or a 19-year-old girl who might not be ready with, I'm putting air, quote, air quotes on the word ready, um, to get married. Um, you know, should 18-year-old girls be looking to get married? Should 22-year-old girls be looking to get married? Or is it all dependent on the person and the situation that they find themselves. Oh, I, I, I have a real problem with people getting married that young. And as a matter of fact, over the years in various positions that I've had, when I've dealt with single parent, uh, when I've dealt with parents about their singles, uh, whenever I would get a call from a mother who would be having a 19-year-old daughter coming back from seminary. And the mothers are all panicked because, after all, she's coming home and I have to arrange the chase. She has to start right away. And then they would, I don't know why they would call me because I wasn't going to be helpful to them. The first thing I would say is, whoa, put the brakes on. Your daughter's coming home. Give her a hug and a kiss. Find out about her wonderful year. Then get her enrolled in college. Because that's what you, and there are plenty of programs that will accept the 70 degrees and everything else. And I said, and let her readjust and tell her not to listen to all her friends who have dates lined up and engagement rings and are already planning the wedding. I mean, those girls, with God's help, everything will work out for them. But quite frankly, I don't see too many at that age who really are truly ready. They're getting married because they don't want to be the last one in the class or because they hear that they're all the good guys will be taken. That's another one that, Right, you know, it becomes a competition. It's not a competition. Because... It's scary. It's... You know, I, I've, sa- I've said to mothers, you know, well, my daughter is hysterical and she needs this and that. And I will say, look, your daughter at 19, I said, and let me ask you, the year be- last year, wasn't she hysterical that she didn't get into the seminary of her choice? And the year before that, maybe she didn't get to be the head of production. And the year before, I said, these are, these hysterical young ladies, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. This is their biggest the, the, issue the, now. These, the, they're adolescents. I said, my bigger concern is mothers that are hysterical. I think I think we have to get you a grip. mean mothers putting too much pressure on their kids. Or t- getting the pressure from the kids. Uh-huh. Either which way. I've, I've seen it both ways. Let's get a grip. Let's get these young ladies the skills they will need, particularly those who would like to learn, marry learning boys. They need, they need to have careers. Right. They need to have skills. They need to have education. They need to grow up. They need to be able to be responsible young women. And that, right now, is the most important thing that you can do for your child. Right. Very well And put. I say Very this well all the time. Um, before we get into uh, talking about this uh, this singles program that we have coming up through the OU Community Engagement Department, uh, of course, well, again, I want to thank you for choosing today's music selections. Uh, here's another two selections, and we'll come right back to the show.
was driving up the turnpike to New York, and my '67 Buick had seen better days. With my hat and jacket tossed upon the back seat, and a safer on the dashboard that would look real fine. 'Cause the shadchan said this time it would be different. I'd heard those words so many times before, but the family's nice. Oh, believe me, this one's special. I said all right, but only just once more. I could hear the awkward words that would soon be said when we met one another for the first time. And the feeling would be there that when we walked outside, of hopeful eyes are staring from the window. The man inside the toll booth said, "Oh, it's you again." I felt like turning back right then and there. And as I crossed the bridge, I wondered what we'd do—a lounge, a walk, or maybe just the living room. As the shadchan said, this time it would be different. I'd heard those words so many times before. But the family's nice. Oh, believe me, this one's special. I said all right, but only just once more. I wondered what the problems would be this time. Which one would say it was not meant to be? And the nagging thoughts would start to cross my mind. Would I ever find the one that's right for me? And in the morning, I would have to talk to mom and dad, tell 'em what went wrong. But that don't get me scared. It's that shadchan calling up and saying one more time. I've got another one. I'm sure it's Bashet. Driving up the turnpike to New York, and my '67 Buick still had better days. But the drive—it's not as lonely as it used to be, 'cause I got my wife and seven kids along with me. And every now and then, my wife tells me go make a call to some young man who wants to settle down. And I tell him all about me, those and personality, and the ten best places that there are in town. And I say to him, this time it will be different. He says to me, I've heard those words before, but the family's nice. Oh, believe me, this one's special. He says, all right. Oh, he says all right, but only 
just once As the bums from the east side In school we never studied All we did was laugh and play No revy ever lasted long They all just ran away Revy tried to teach us Torah each and every day But we just closed our eyes and ears To everything he'd say And all we liked to do Was sit and watch our TV sets We'd talk about the Yankees Dodgers and the Mets Well the principal brought the new Rebbe in the first day of the term And he said to him Show discipline, be strong and tough and firm Don't think these youngsters run the school He said with a big frown And by the way for the next few weeks I'm going out of town But this here Rebbe He was strange, he never lost His cool He just kept on teaching while we Broke all the rules Though we hadn't even learned a single word all year It was Pesach time already And the Rebbe was still here Rebbe tried to teach us Torah each and every day But we just closed our eyes and ears To everything he'd say And all we liked to do Was sit and watch our TV sets we talked about the Yankees And the Dodgers And the Mets But Omer came around, it was time to play that game Against those boys from Brooklyn, how we prayed it wouldn't rain All nine of us got on the bus, with our gloves and bats Reddy also came along in his jacket, tie and hat Right from the start we all could see, things weren't going right Some big strong kid from Bensonhurst had hit one out of sight And just when things were looking up Tied about to turn Our catcher went and broke his leg While sliding into third It's a forfeit Cried the other team You only got eight guys No we don't A deep voice said Much to our surprise Since I am their Rebbe Well the fair thing it would seem Is let me be the ninth man The ninth man on this team Rebbe went, picked up a bat, faced the pitcher with a smile. Knocked the cover off that ball, went about half a mile. He flew around the bases to score the winning run. We danced and cheered until he said, now boys, you owe me one. The next day in the classroom, no one moved and no one stirred. Rebbe started teaching, and his voice, it could be heard. We all said, hey, it's interesting. The man, he is no bore The legendary side bums were gone forevermore 
Rebbe used to teach us Torah each and every day. We opened up our eyes and ears to everything he'd say. No more did we sit all day and watch our TV sets. We talked about the Rashi and the Tosfos. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, of course, at NachumSiegel.com, sponsored by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined by Rebetz and Judy Stanig of the Young Israel of Bayside, and also the Associate Director of Community Engagement, uh, Community Services, uh, within the Community Engagement Department at the OU. Um, and we are speaking about a program entitled uh, Great Expectations. It's it's an interactive singles program. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the idea for the program, who it's geared towards, um, and then we'll break it down a little bit. Okay, so this program is geared towards singles who are between the ages of 26 and 38. The program itself is called Great Expectations, and it's an interactive discussion of sensible and reasonable, reasonable criteria for healthy relationships and the unrealistic hopes that often arise. So what we will be doing during this program, which will be uh, Wednesday evening, May 14th, which is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at the Young Israel of the West Side, 210 West 91st Street, on the Upper West Side. And during this program, of course, Rabbi uh, David Cohen, the uh, Mara Asra, who is also a mental health provider, will be giving us some introductory uh, marks and uh, giving us uh, some hadracha and guidance for the program and for the singles uh, in their quest to find uh, that right person. But during this program, we'll be raising certain questions about what are singles looking for? When they go out on a date, when they're thinking uh, of marriage, what types of people, what what types of men are women looking for, and what types of women are men looking for? And what we will have the opportunity to do is, as we're sitting around tables, is men and women will be able to discuss these things among themselves. Hopefully we don't get into the battle of the sections. Right. But we'll be able to, perhaps we'll get some clarity on what each is looking for. And uh, we'll have several rounds of uh, of discussion, and after the round, uh, each e- people will move from each table so that at the end to, to another table, so that at the end of the program, with hopefully every man there will have met every woman at the program. And this is specifically for singles age 26 to 38, which right. again goes back to the conversation right. we were having before. It's not just a singles event open to anybody. Oh, right. Because you don't want a 19 year old girl 100%, coming to yes. something that's geared towards the people who are, you know, let's say a half a generation. Right. We um, recently older. did a program for for older singles, and that was geared for them, and there'll be other programs. This is for ages 26 to 38. We ask people who are not in the age range, please, let's not have an uncomfortable situation. Don't sign up. Don't, Don't sign up. up. Don't sign up because, you know, we there will, there will be questions asked. It's, it's not appropriate, and, it's, and it would not be comfortable. But, but if you have friends in that age group, Share. please encourage them. So for more information on the program, of course, anybody can go to... Um, OUcommunity.org slash singles. You could also email or call Rebidson Steinig directly at S-T-E-I-N-I-G-J at OU.org or call at 212-613-8188. Again, that's 212-613-8188. 
88. We're talking about the program entitled Great Expectations, a um, singles connection event located, located, taking place at the Young Israel of the West Side on 91st Street, of course, on the West Side of Manhattan. Uh, the program will be uh, introductory comments by Rabbi David Cohn, who's a Moradasra at the Young Israel of the West Side, and who's also a board member of, for the for National Yachad. Oh, okay. Uh, FYI. Um, and there'll be discussion moderated by Michael Feldstein, who, of course, people know who has been involved with the community, with the singles community, uh, for quite a while, but really trying to match up, uh, the 26 to 38 year olds, um, who are looking to find their significant other. Absolutely. The program will also include, include a light, uh, dairy dinner, and we think that it'll be very enjoyable for everybody. So again, if you're interested, again, please, it's OUcommunity.org slash singles. And either you can sign up yourself or please uh, forward it on to your relatives or your friends who are in that age group. Um, and doing it, of course, in Manhattan just makes it convenient for anybody Absolutely. and everybody to get to. Um, so it really should be a very nice turnout. Uh, Reverend, why are there so many singles programs happening as opposed to just to people just finding each other? Why has it become harder, or is it not becoming harder, and we're just trying to aid, help, and assist as much as we can? I'd say it's a combination of everything. I think that those of us who are involved in organizational programming have realized that it's, we need structure for people to meet. It, it, way back when, in the old days. The good old days. The good, <laughs> people went to hotels, and people did all sorts of other things. And more, maybe more people were in co-ed settings their whole life, and it was just much more natural. But now we have so many people that, you know, often there are, they need to break down into a smaller setting. So let me ask a question about that. Now, now that we have so many more people, which is definitely true, but I think there are also more people, let's say, in the same Parsha, for lack of a better word, meaning it used to be in the good old, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, New York was New York, Chicago was Chicago, and unless somebody specifically came from Chicago to live in New York or vice versa with L.A. and Miami and Toronto and other cities, uh, they were probably more self-contained in, f- in terms of finding the right person for you. But now we have all the time with technology, with websites, with phone, with online chatting and whatever it is where people literally all over the world can date. So whereas, you know, for one guy, let's say he would, you know, there were... 50 girls in his community who were single. Now it's there are 5,000 girls in his community because his community is a global community. It's that much harder to find the right one. Well, the, exactly what you're saying. The, there are just too many choices. And what happens to somebody, what happens to the child who's been brought, who instead of just hearing, here is a present for your birthday, no, let's instead go to Toys R Us and you have thousands what, of... What do you want? It's, 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 there are a million choices. It's extremely choices. overwhelming. So if somebody is given a choice of 20 girls on a list to date as opposed to taking one by one by one and and making an exam, ch- checking out each one individually, that could be the one. If you just see too many, it's very overwhelming and you can't make appropriate choices. I, I don't want to get into the... the um Guy versus girl in terms of, we, we've been using the terminology, let's say a guy has 20 names on a list, but the girl could also have 20 guys on a list. Um, maybe that might not happen as often because what we were talking about earlier, it seems that there are more women than there are men in this ballpark, uh, for lack of a better term. But where do they go from there? It's, well, it depends. Those who are really serious and examine what they want and look into themselves because sometimes 
a person has to make a change in their own life. They have to get more focus. They might need to go to a life coach or a therapist to get to know themselves. Right. Maybe reorganize their priorities. I've seen people who have been dating for both men and women 20 years, 25 years. Now, in all that time, I find it unusual, not impossible, but unusual that there couldn't have been one person that could have been the right one. So what happened to that one person? Well, it may be that certain certain things happened in the relationship or one person didn't properly examine the situation. So at a certain point, if a person has dated date after date after date and either they're constantly getting rejection or they are constantly rejecting, at a certain point, you have to reexamine. Are you going out with the wrong people? It's possible. Maybe you've given certain vibes out to those who are introducing you or to the events that you're going to or the situations you're becoming involved with that you're not meeting the appropriate people. That can happen. Or maybe you're meeting wonderful people, but either you're not acting in a certain way to, to make them receptive to you or maybe you're just knocking them away one by one. I mean, all these are situations. And if a, if a person finds that they've been dating for a really long time without any clarity, it's time to start asking some questions. And the best way to go, either go to a rabbi or Rebetzin if they are really knowledgeable and can really be helpful, or find, as I said, there are life coaches that, you know, dating coaches or a therapist. I would not necessarily stay within one's all completely single friends who are probably in the same frustrating situation. Not to say that you can't talk about this with your friends, but it's good to go outside of that to people that that may have more perspective. Exactly. I think it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff and it's certainly a conversation that will continue. Um, but we just have a few minutes left here. Just a reminder again, a program called great expectations, a single connection event taking place at the young Gizel of the West side. It's uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday evening, May 14th at 7 o'clock. Again, the Young Israel of the West Side on West uh, 91st Street. And if you'd like to sign up, you can go to OUcommunity.org slash singles. Or, Rebbitz, why don't you give your contact information one sure. more time? You can co- contact me at steinigj at OU.org. That's S-T-E-I-N-I-G-J at OU.org. Or you can call me at 212 212- Six one three eight one eight eight. Thank you very much, Robertson. I hope the program is a success, and we look forward to hearing about many more of them, and of course, having you back on the show. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Jewish Reaction. We're going to play just a few more of Robertson Seinig's uh, musical selections uh, to wind us down here as we uh, end another wonderful edition of the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Of course, I love to hear any feedback or ideas or topics or questions. If you have any for me. Or for Rebbitz and Steinig, and you can email Rebbitz and Steinig at steinigj at oe.org, or you can email me at Eli, E-L-I, at nachemsiegel.com. Thanks again for joining us. You've been listening to the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. How did Noah get all the animals he put in his table to fit? And how could Avram walk through a fire without getting burnt a bit? 
It must have been a miracle, fantastic, amazing miracle from the one and only Hashem. It must have been a miracle, most amazing miracle from the one and only Hashem. How did Yaakov fight with an angel and know he did not get cream? Yosef Patsadik, well, he knew the meaning to everyone else's dreams. How did the Jews get out of Mitzrayim, where they all worked as slaves? Walk through the Yamsuk without getting wet, while the Mitzrayim were hit with the waves. It must have been a miracle, fantastic, amazing miracle, from the one and only Hashem. It must have been a miracle, most amazing miracle, from the one and only Hashem. Why did the sun stand still in the heavens, in the valley of Ayalon? How did young David kill the big giant with nothing more than a stone? How could Daniel sit with the lions who were so hungry and mean? King Achashverosh from all of those ladies picked Esther to be his queen. Who wish to destroy it Well, there's only one reason why It's gotta be a miracle Fantastic, amazing miracle From the one and only Hashem It's gotta be a miracle The most amazing miracle From the one and only Hashem You'll see real soon Something's gonna happen That makes all the others seem small Thunder and lightning and the sound of a shofar Mashiach will give us his call It's gonna be a miracle, fantastic, amazing miracle From the one and only Hashem It's gonna be a miracle, the most amazing miracle From the one and only Hashem Existence, it is empty 
it is cold. Our existence, it is empty, it is cold. But dear brother, you must have faith that we are not the only ones. Cause in the distance there's a place where we'll stand up tall and straight. That there is a world to come Yes, I believe That there is a world to come My dear brother Don't be blind Don't be stubborn Don't be set Imagination, it's alright But it won't light up the night What you see Is exactly what you get what you see is exactly what you get But dear brother You will surely find when all is said and done That the future it will show There is so much we don't know Oh, I believe that there is a world to come Yes, I believe that there is a world to come My dear brother Where have you gone? Is this the moment I have known? I can faintly hear the cry my dear brother must have died It's all over Now forever I'm alone Oh, it's all over Now forever I'm alone But dear brother Please don't mourn me When my life has just begun What you hear are sounds of joy Congratulations, it's a boy Oh, I believe that there is a world to come. Yes, I believe that there is a world to come. Cause what you hear are sounds of joy. Congratulations, it's a boy. Soon you'll be here with me in this world to come. Soon you'll be here with me.
You had searched so long for the answers and the proof, and they said you'll find it here with promises of truth. But the long white robes and the chanting in the streets. It left you cold. Your soul still had to see what you're looking for is right there at your door. Believe me when I tell you, friend, you couldn't ask for more. What your heart has known is that there is no place like home. So come on back, or you'll never be alone. And when the others came so gently, as peaceful as a dove, they stirred something inside of you. They only spoke of love, but your mind cried out, "What of history? The hatred to my race." And you knew then you still had not found your place. What you're looking for is right there at your door. Believe me when I tell you, friend, you couldn't ask for more. What your heart has known is that there is no place like home. So come on back, or you'll never be alone. Despairing and confused, it traveled far and wide. But you passed through one small country where you started feeling pride. So you found a place to study what you thought was ancient law, and you wished you'd learned about it all before. The journey's over. I am home. What you're looking for is right there at your door. Believe me when I tell you, friend, you couldn't ask for more. What your heart has known is that there is no place like home. So come on back, or you'll never be alone. Come on back, or you'll never be alone.